this is the Journey Till Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Zanotti. I believe life is about the journey, not the destination. To find the journey in every step of the road, the highs and lows, the twists and turns, the ups and downs, it's in that, it's in those moments that really makes life so beautiful. Our guest today has a journey of her own. Jordan Childs represented the USA in the Olympics as a gymnast, and please welcome her to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Jordan, thank you for being here. No, thank you for having me. I'm excited that I'm finally able to come on here. I know it's been a while, but definitely excited to be on this. I am excited. As you can tell, I could barely like get it out to introduce (laughs) you. You know what? It's so, it's unbelievable. Even as a woman, I was going to say, you know, little girls look up to you, but as a woman, as we're probably the same age or closest in this age range, um, you just, it it, it feels so good. and so enlightening to lightning to see another woman, another black woman just doing her thing. And um, to have you on this show, honestly, I really am uh, glad to have you here. So I thank you for being here. No, thank you again. Um, definitely from my perspective of being here as, like you said, a Black woman and you as a Black woman as well, I'm happy that I'm able to talk to you about my little journey and how everything went down. Oh, your journey is not little. Let's let's not let's not by any means say that. First off, congratulations! You won a silver medal in the 2020 Olympics. How did that feel, winning that medal? You know, there are so many emotions that were going through me at that moment in time, from being so excited to crying to what just happened. It was just a lot, you know, but at the end of the day, we were just all so excited and so happy that we were able to go out there, do what we did, show the world why we were part of Team USA. And we ended up with a medal that we didn't just get silver. We won silver. That's how I always put it because we fought to the end. And, you know, we all, we always are going to be fighters no matter what, even through thick and thin. So I was just really excited that we were able to finish out on a very, very strong note. When it was over, did you look back and did it somewhat feel surreal at all for you? It's still kind of in, like, I'm in awe on the fact that I even am just like a silver medalist and I'm an Olympian. So knowing that I went to the Olympics for Team USA and we did what we did definitely is kind of still, feels unrealistic to me, but I can't thank, like, the world enough for giving me that opportunity just to go out there and do what I did. It was a lot of conversation um, in the media surrounding COVID, um, the safety measures in regards to COVID and, you know, who could come along and what that would look like. Um, What were your thoughts in regards to that? Uh, If you could kind of take us into your world a bit, was it, was it lonely? Was it, you know, what, what was like, what's the, what what did it really feel like being over there in the midst of COVID, um, you know, without any spectators and so forth under these guidelines? What was it? What was it like? It was very, very different. I do have to say coming from like we're gymnasts and we always had an audience for a very, very like long time of our career. So not having an audience was kind of like, this is weird. Like, what do we do? We're going to hear us breathing. We're going to hear our thoughts. And normally we don't do that because there's so much like there's so many people in the crowd. Their cheering is louder than our thoughts. Mm. so when we don't have a crowd all we hear are our thoughts and it Mm. kind of gave us like a little like oh this is kind of weird but 
knowing that we did have to follow COVID protocols and all that stuff, I understand 100%. You know, we all want to be safe. We all want to be healthy out here so we can compete and do what we do. Um, like, I, like I always say, COVID has, has been the worst thing in this world right now. Like I always tell people, like I'm very, very sorry for, for people's losses because that's very devastating. And from a virus that's out there, like that's, that's pretty sad. So knowing that we had to follow those rules and all that in Tokyo, I truly understood that a hundred percent. We were on top of it. We had to get tested 24 seven so we could be healthy as well. Cause there are elder people out there that aren't, we're not around them all the time. So um, it was different. I was able to FaceTime my parents a lot. So that was a, that was a good perk out of it because, you know, social media and having iPhones and all that was really, really good. But other than that, it was very, it was just our bubble. We had to stay in our little bubble and we just had to make sure we were all healthy at the end of the day. For your mental psyche, seriously, during that time, what did you do? What was your, what was your practices? Did you meditate? Did you listen to certain music or, I mean, what did you do to keep yourself tunnel vision? Me and um, SUNY, cause we were roommates for a while before we went to um, our separate rooms, we were coloring to kind of get our mind off of what was going on. So we kind of like colored, we were coloring. Um, she would have, I think hers was like an animal book. Mine was like flowers or something like that. I ended up almost coloring like three pages while I was on, um, while we were in Tokyo. So that was pretty cool. A lot of us, we listened to music. Um, we probably, I don't know, we just hung out with each other more to kind of like get our minds off of what, is going on because we we needed to relax and so we kind of just hung out with each other I watched movies um I think we ended up watching All American as, as well so it was like there was just a lot of things that we were doing to make sure that we were okay mentally personally not letting any of the other athletes come and watch. Um, I thought since we were all there and we all got vaccinated and we're all COVID protocoling like throughout the whole thing, I thought like I kind of wanted to see the other people because we weren't even in the village. And that was another thing is like, we didn't really see that many other athletes. Um, that was kind of one I wish was a little different, but I mean, at the end of the day, like I, like I said, I understand we have to all make sure we're cautious and we were all healthy because they had events and all that. So it's just backtracking a bit on your journey. Um, I know that in 2018, you won, uh, you were a champion on the vault on the floor exercise. After that um, experience, did you say to yourself, um, in the Pacific Rim, were you saying, okay, the next thing for me is the Olympics? Was that your next goal for yourself that you were hoping to set? 2018 was an interesting year for me. Um, I definitely, yes, I did set a goal saying that, yes, I wanted to be in, go to the Olympics and all that. But towards the end of 2018, my mind changed. Um, I went through a lot that year, a lot to where I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but people were telling me and encouraging me like, Jordan, you're talented, you're gifted. Don't throw away something that, you know, you can pursue and all that. So, um, 
at that time, after the, all those encouraging words that I got from everybody, literally my family, my friends, um, teachers, <laughs> because I had I wasn't graduated then. And so my teachers were even helping me. And um, that's when kind of my mindset changed and was like, you know what, I'm going to go for something that I've always wanted to go for ever since I was little. And that's when everything just changed. It was just like a, a light just turned on. <laughs> Wow, you know what? As you were talking, I literally, if you could see me, I have goosebumps on my on my arms because that is a testament, your story there. I didn't know that till you just shared that. That's a testament of the power of your surroundings. Because what if you would have said that and you didn't have people in your ear around you to say, no, hang on, you're talented, keep going. In the same year that you were gonna say goodbye and walk, kind of walk away from that perspective, everybody around you said no and kept pushing you. And in the same year, you, you keep going and keep, you know, to the next stage towards the Olympics. That says a lot. Thank you. I mean, I'm all about support, 100%. Support is something that I've always had ever since I was little. And knowing that I had that support with me made me stronger and made me have the knowledge of who I'm supposed to be. And so a lot of it, I do kudos to everybody that's been helping me because I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for them. What does that circle look like for you? What does your support system look like? What is your, what's your, what's your circle? My circle is actually very tiny. Um, it took me a while to realize that you shouldn't just have people in your life because you, you want them in your life. Um, so that's kind of how everything went for me. It started off really, really badly um there was just people that were only there because of my talent and then there was people that were only there because they knew what I could like become basically um and so my circle is very tiny like it's like this big it's like all my family um I have some friends um there's one girl that has been with me she's been like my ride or die from in school um she's part of that circle I have teammates from uh that have been like back in the day part of my circle it's just like a lot of people are part of my circle that are very very tiny I mean the most the most that a lot of people probably know of that's in my circle is Simone herself so that um she actually is one of the ones that gave me those encouraging words to know like you're 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 talented you're good but she also did say, like, you do you, like, you do you, you do what you want to do, you do what you feel like it needs to be done. So um, she's, she's my ride or die for real, for real. She will forever. I'm hoping, I'm hoping our friendship lasts forever because that, that girl is literally like a sister to me. Wow, it's good ready to talk about Simone. Uh, what, what is, what is that relationship like for you? You just said is this, she's like your sister. Um is she really what they say? Is she the goat of all goats uh, of the sport? Yes, she is literally the goat of all goats of uh, gymnastics. She is the most dedicated um, girl I've ever met in my life. This this child does so much in her life from being on social media to winning award shows to practicing to going to competitions, to being a dog mom, to being a sister, to being a cousin, to being um, a friend. She is literally somebody that 
you can describe as the goat basically that's who she is like I, I don't I can't describe her any other way like when I look at her I'm just like you are a very talented gifted girl you literally if you put like she puts her if she puts her mind to it it's over she'll she'll catch it up just like 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 that that's how like her mind works and all that um but from my perspective as being her friend being her little sister yes do we have those days yes of course because we're like our relationships are is like sisterly it's a sisterlyhood like that's just how we see each other. Um, like I said, she's my ride or die. I don't think I can change the world. Like, honestly, if if I didn't find her when I needed to, I don't think I would be in this position right now. If I didn't have the encouraging words that she gave me, I wouldn't be in this position right now. If I didn't have somebody who is my idol, my inspiration, and somebody that I look up to 24 seven, not just in gymnastics, ways but also in a life way I wouldn't be where I am without her and I and I mean that a hundred percent a lot of people always tell me Jordan like how does it feel to it feels great it feels it feels amazing to be somebody's little sister who is like and she's like my idol you know it it's different I don't think I can go up to somebody else and be like oh you're my best friend but like I know what a what a true best friend feels like, and it's her. I could literally I could cry about it if I needed to. Like I that's how emotionally like I feel like she saved me. She saved me from a lot of things, and I I can't thank her enough for that. Oh, that was so beautiful. <laughs> that was so beautiful. I mean, <laughs> gosh, do you do you tell her those things? Do you do you let yeah. her know how? I do. I tell her, you know, but we're, we're we see each other 24 seven. So when I tell her, I always tell her, I thank her like through the whole time in the Olympics, I could not, I would ask her every day after that day, I would ask her, are you sure you're okay? Are you, are you doing better? What's, how's your mind working? Like, are you going to be able to do things? Like what's the verdict? And she would always tell me I'm good. She would say, thanks, Joe, love you. Like, that's just how our sister friendship is. And it definitely got closer when we were in the Olympics. Um, were, was there ever a time in which you were concerned or worried about her and her mental stability, especially in the height of everything as it was just kind of hitting the media, the media wave? I was the whole time. The whole time we were there, I was like telling her, don't look at Twitter, don't do this, just get off your phone because those type of things, they don't know what happens truly behind the scenes of what happens in gymnastics, right? Nobody ever does unless we have to put it out on social media and then it goes to a whole nother level. That's just how it works. But for her, since she's on such a high platform, it's really hard to not look at your social media because you're like oh there's things being tweeted about me but then you're like is it good or is it bad and for me I was just telling her like I don't need you to be looking at these things because you're more than what these people are saying because a lot of people were saying oh she she bailed on the team there's a bunch of things that people said that I like I went past it because I don't remember like I didn't remember them because I was just like those those aren't true um, but all those things that people were saying, it was, it was hurting me 
because I know who she is. She, she was a disappointment. That one got me. When they were like, she's a disappointment, I was like, you don't know what this child has gone through in her whole entire life. Like, you don't know what she goes, what happens behind the scenes. You don't know what happens when she goes to bed. You don't know anything, but all you're going to say and put on Twitter is that she's a disappointment to Team USA and the team. First off, she didn't disappoint anybody. She went out there, supported her team, and I bet a lot of those people are like, oh, she's not even going to come back. No, she went out there, supported her team. We loved it because we've never seen that side. Like, that's a whole different side. That's a whole different Simone. That's the Simone that's going to support. She's going to go get us chalk. She's going to give us those words. She's going to hype us up. Like, that's a totally different Simone. But when you're saying she's a disappointment, like, that, that's like, come on now. That, that's different. You can't say somebody's a disappointment when she's literally a two-time Olympian seven medal it like come on so those type of things get me it, it makes me it makes me so mad frustrated <laughs> um did you ever see her just kind of just break her was she always you know positive and consistent and so forth throughout that entire time i saw her break once but she she doesn't like breaking in front of people which is understandable because she wants to be that strong person but I've, at the end of the day, I've told her, like, it's okay. It's okay to cry. You want to get those emotions out. And she's told me that too. Like, we're, we're the, I'm not type boy too. Like, I just, like, I don't want to cry in front of you because I feel like I'm, that's showing a weak side. Um, I don't know about her though. I don't know. She just doesn't like crying in front of people. Um, but I, I saw her break. I've seen her break multiple times. And, but those breaks are because she's emotionally drained. She's mentally not in the, right mind at those moments and so that's I saw her break right out right after when we got back to the hotel that day like it was just it was it was also more so because she was sad she didn't know what was going to happen she didn't know like what do I do now like there's just a lot of emotions going through her head at that moment but I like told her I was just like just let it out <laughs> it's okay just let it out it's all good you're that you're that voice for her you're the voice of reason the voice of comfort um you're able to give that to her yes i do um i'm like we're like two two peas in pod that's how that's how we are that's why we're known as the dynamic duo biles and childs <laughs> because i'm i'm just that little that i bring out that teenage side out of her sometimes and just her being at a comfort level of feeling okay. How is she now? She's doing amazing, I think. I don't know. I haven't seen her. Um, the last time I saw her, she was going to like a photo shoot or something. I don't know. You've probably seen all of her gorgeous pictures. She's such a beautiful black queen. Um, I honestly, right now, I think she's at home. She, I think she watched her boyfriend play um, for the Texans. So that was pretty sure she was pretty happy about that um but right now honestly I think she's been doing a lot of media photo shoots she just won an award I'm so proud of her um she won an award she's been winning so many awards I'm just like in awe like she deserves it she deserves every single thing that's been thrown at her oh time magazine that was a huge thing I was like okay look at you go so yeah she's just been enjoying life which she should
Like, she should be enjoying life. She deserves everything, like I said, from top to bottom. Um, but she's, she's, I think she's doing pretty good. I miss her. I do, 100%. I'm in college, so, like, when people I always ask her, ask about her, I'm just like, I'm, that's the only thing I can say is I miss her. <laughs> I get it. I understand completely. What was, what is training life like for you? Um, if you could take our viewers and our listeners into your world, um, what was the road like to the Olympics? Not just necessarily as an adult, um, but, but yeah, let's just, we'll start there. What was that road like that going into it? How do you, how does one prepare for, for that journey? There's actually not a lot that goes into it besides us practicing 24 seven and making sure we're feeling our body properly. But other than that, sleep, <laughs> we sleep, we take naps, we make sure we get massages and therapy. And we just make sure when we go into the gym with a good mindset. So we're coming out knowing that we had either a good practice or not. So that's kind of how, that's how I did. That's what I did for the whole entire year. And it worked, I think, I don't know. <laughs> It worked. I'm assuming it worked. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how my daily routine was. I would wake up, go to practice, well, eat, go to practice, come back, eat again, go back to practice, come back, eat again and go to bed. And it was just like a daily thing, except for on Sundays, we would have off because we need we need time off. Like, we can't be working yeah. our bodies too much. But yeah, but yeah that's kind of how my journey was it's pretty cool it sounds amazing to me listening to you share this story when did you realize um that you were special and would be pursuing a career in gymnastics were you a young child at the age of seven is kind of when I started six and a half seven is when I started gymnastics but at that time I was like oh yeah I want to be an Olympian I didn't know what sport I was watching the Olympics and I was like I want to be what they're, what they are. And it was, I'm pretty sure it was gymnastics. Like I was watching um, the 2008 Olympics for gymnastics. And I just was like, Oh, I want to be an Olympian. Did I know what sport? Not really. But um, so then that's when I kind of started. I didn't really realize like what I was doing and like pursuing what I wanted to do until around, I want to say 11 or 12. Okay. And then at yeah. that point you became very serious with training. Yes. At that point I, well, like my whole, I want to say from, so I started late in gymnastics where terms I started late, but I also progressed really, really fast. So I skipped two levels. I became an elite at age 11. So everything just went really, really fast for me. And so that's why by that time I was like, okay, this has become very, very serious. And I think I want to pursue it and see what happens. Wow. So you say that's late. What's the typical age at which a child would usually begin to pursue this career? Normally kids start gymnastics around two or three with mommy and me classes. But I, I did track and field, um, softball, and like ballet and dance before I even went into gymnastics. But I bet you, I mean, again, I'm, I'm probably, I may be wrong. I bet it was probably preparing you still for, for what you're doing for gymnastics. It's probably a combination of all of that still in there, right? Yeah. I probably say more so of track and field. Um, 
only because you're running and stuff like that, getting energy out. So I think track and field kind of helped me with that part of gymnastics. What's three tips, three tips you can provide to a uh, listener or viewer that's watching or listening, um, an athlete. Um, what, what would you suggest that they can do if they're in, in a rut right now? Um, what's three tips you can provide for them? Make sure your mind and body are healthy. Keep, it's your dream. I always tell people that it's your dream and do what you want to do with it because nobody, as many things people can say to you, it's your dream and you want to pursue it, pursue it, but pursue it in a way that you want to, not with others, because it's not going to turn out. And then the last thing I would just say, my, I always say this quote, because it's my own quote, always believe in the power of your dreams. Your dreams are very, very powerful. You put your mind to it, they'll come true. And, you know, at the end of the day, just have fun with everything. I'm all about fun. I've always been about fun. So go out there and have fun. But if you also, another thing, if you need to talk to somebody, talk to someone because you don't want just a bunch of things bundled up and I always say it's a rocket ship. You don't want it bundled up in a, in a rocket ship and then it explodes at the wrong time. Well, that was good. Um, what are your spiritual practices? Are you spiritual? Do you meditate? Do you use a vision board or do you do any of those things? I pray. I'm a, I always pray before a competition. So me, my mom and my dad, or whoever's there at that time, before I leave the hotel room or wherever I'm staying, I always pray. Um, I just always thank God 24 seven because I wouldn't be where I am without him. Honestly, he's the one that gave me this gift and I take that gift and carried it with me. And I will continue to take his gifts and carry it with me because that's how I feel like, um, I pursued a lot of things. And so that's, that's where I go with things. I do visualize things, but it's mostly for gymnastics purposes. So I'll like visualize my routines before I go on, but spiritually it's more of, I, I pray. Oh, I love, wait a second. Before we get off that, you visualize your routines before you get on. Is that every time? Yes. So there's actually a picture. This is a lot on beam. There's a picture of me and I go like this and I'm, I pray. And then I visualize what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, there's been multiple pictures. People have caught of me like that, but that's kind of what I do. Um, even whenever you see my, my eyes closed, like before an apparatus, I definitely, that's when I'm usually usually praying and visualizing what I'm doing. That's, that's powerful because I understand spirituality. So really you're setting the tone right there um, mm -hmm. in that moment. So that's, 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 that's important that you're able to do that. Can you finish this sentence for me? I am a woman and a master of determination Ooh, who can control my mind. Woo. All right. <laughs> What's next? That what? Cool. That, that, was, that was great. That was a that was an amazing answer. That was awesome. I love it. Thank you. Um, tell me what's next. What's next for you? What's your next your next goal? I'm in school right now. Um, I start actually winter quarter. So January 3rd is when I start classes. And I am really, really excited. I, I go to UCLA. So Bruins all the way. Woohoo. Um, and I'm just start, starting my college career there um, for right now. And then next year, 
I'm gonna try for Worlds 2022. So I'm really excited about that. Definitely have my mind and focus on that point because I feel like I've tried multiple times, but I never put my true effort into feeling like I needed to be on that team. So this 2022 Worlds, I'm gonna go out there and see what I can do. And then we'll see after that. See after that, taking it day by day month by month. Oh, I love it. We're going to speak that into existence and you got to get out there and visualize that as you yes. practice and prepare for it. Just call it right in because I, I see it, all of that and some for you. You are just amazing. Um, I want to wrap with a segment that I call tell and tell, which is a play on the word show and tell. Um, what is something that you can tell us about yourself that you have not told anyone? Um, a secret, if you will, about you. I used to play the clarinet. Really? Yeah. Did you play in the band at school? Yes, I was actually first chair and I played in marching band. Wow. <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> I know. A lot of people, I think I told, no, I really didn't tell that many people. I don't even think a lot of people know that about me. There's, only, there's, there's one thing that everybody knows about me is that I'm named after Michael Jordan. Really? I, yeah. I, I didn't know that right now. So you just said that. So oh, how yeah. does that how did that come about? Um, my mom is a huge Michael Jordan fan. And so we my grandma was one of the 50 people. She worked for Nike. And so she was one of the 50 people that they were like, we're getting new staff, yada, yada, yada. You can still keep your Nike membership. But in that time period, my grandma was working there. Jordan would come to the headquarters. And my mom would go with my my grandma, her mom, and go see him. And so she's always been a fan. She he's a goat in basketball, so that's always a huge huge thing. And um, then you know my mom had some interesting pregnancies throughout her time period. And my dad, I guess, I was a miracle child and a rainbow baby. So my dad was like, you know what? you can name this child whatever and so she was like Jordan so yeah okay well so follow up to that have you ever have you met him no I haven't met him but I've been in communication with his daughter I want to meet him really really badly like really badly like really badly like really badly oh that would be like a dream come true for you it, yes a dream come true <laughs> all right I'm asking you that for a reason now <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for representing the United States. Thank you for doing all that you have done. Thank you for all that you're going to continue to do in the world because you're nothing but beautiful light and, and you just radiate that light. So thank you for everything. No, thank you for having me. I hope you got your points that you needed. Um, this was really fun. Definitely need to come see you in the actual studio. And I will be planning on that because I feel like it'd be, it'd be really fun. Like this was fun, but like in person, it'd be even more. funner, right? It would be funner. funner. If it's a, yeah, even better. I would even love that. Better. Yes, I would love that. I was hoping that it would happen this time around. But the next time yes. you're in LA, please, I would love for you to come in studio and, and be here because it would be amazing. Yes, of course. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. Well, sit tight there because I do want you to do one other thing, but I'm going to wrap the show here. So I'm going to wrap with words that my father would so often say to me, and that's to be the best version of you that you can be. Until next time, folks, let that sizzle in your spirit.